There's money out there and rolled gold has it. Hey everyone, this is Chris, and you're listening to One Cross Radio, and today we are rejoined by my friend and yours, the awesome Mike Knowles. Mike, how are you doing today? I'm good, man. How about you? I'm doing all right. Just as a friendly heads up for uh, you, dear listener, you may occasionally hear the sound of crunching. Uh, It is first thing in the morning, and Mike is uh, quite hungry, so we are nibbling on some pretzels. Yes, excuse my pretzels. (laughs) They... They will crunch, as pretzels do. As pretzels do. But, uh, you know, if Rolled Gold wants to send us uh, some free pretzels, or preferably money. Yes. Pretzels, or no, Rolled Gold pretzels. (laughs) Rolled Gold, if you would like to uh, sponsor, I would love to advertise your delicious pretzels. (laughs) They're they're perfectly salted and golden brown. I don't know if I've ever had a better pretzel in my life. We are in no way, shape, or form sponsored. We just we just like the product. But if, if you're yet. sponsoring... We're not sponsored um, yet. <laughs> exactly. Remain optimistic. Optimistic indeed. Um, There's money out there and rolled gold has it. <laughs> they have it and we want it. You need some of that rolled gold. Gold. <laughs> if they pay us in gold. Do they pay us in gold? Golden pretzels? Gold, no. No? Well, I mean, well, I'll take payment... A few bags of pretzels, but there comes a point where I have yeah. too many pretzels. Well, yeah, you're, you're and then you're, and then pretzels become our currency. <laughs> <laughs> and even though these pretzels are perfectly salted, there's too much salt you need to be like, all right, Dasani, will you sponsor me some water so I can offset this salt from the well, rolled gold? Rolled gold's owned by Frito Lay, <laughs> and if Frito Lay is in some way owned by Coca Cola that owns Dasani. That would just be perfect. That'd be awesome. <laughs> but you know, I I have, well, I don't want to, I don't want to ruin the uh, Dasani sponsorship. But I have my uh, reservations about bottled water. But hey, Dasani, <laughs> if you're uh, if you're looking, res- what reservations? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. And this is what happens when we when we do this first thing in the morning. This is the best podcast ever. <laughs> Both of us on little make sleep. us some rolled gold Dasani money. <laughs> So, dear listener, Jill, had, I had just walked Jill to the car. It was uh, 7.55, and I got a text from Mike being like, hey. Because I always picture Mike just being like, hey. Hey, man. Uh, <laughs> I'm Cork. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> um, Coming over to your house. You want to come? I'm at the nearby Ikea. I'll, I'll be there soon. It's like, oh, awesome, because I knew it was coming today. I just, It was a very pleasant morning surprise. Um, so, before we dive into our topic today... Um, just, uh, listener, if you are the uh, a Christian and the praying type, please be in prayer for uh, the Danforth and Logan neighborhood in Toronto. Last Sunday, there was a horrific shooting where there has been uh, there was thirteen injured and now I believe three dead, including the shooter. Um, the neighborhood is there's been a lot of vigils. Uh, my old church, Calvary, has done a lot of prayer service for them. They've been really active, and that's been wonderful. But that that's scary. Um, for me, when I heard about this on Monday morning, uh, like I Calvary is a block away from from Logan, and the guy walked out from uh, from the sounds of it from Chester Station along the Danforth and started opening opening fire. At this point, I'm not sure if a motive has been determined. 
They said they it seemed random, but they weren't ruling anything out. ISIS has now claimed responsibility. Apparently, they're so full of it. They'll, uh, you know, I, I said this before, and I think uh, Trevor Noah said the same thing that uh, ISIL or Daesh or whatever you want to call them, they, um, they're just they're they're like the um, the jock. Oh yeah, I did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was all me. Yeah, yeah. Oh the, yeah. Uh, the kind of brag. Bragging. Yeah, the yeah. Bragg- braggadocious. <laughs> braggadocious. Like, they just take credit for whatever, but they have they had nothing to do with it. I don't believe at all that they had anything to do with it. It was just a crazy guy. And and that that very that may very well be. But I know for other people, because especially because of that claim, there's been there is a lot of conversation and stuff going on about uh, gun reform laws in Canada, which Canada doesn't have as many gun problems as the states. No. So with all that said, it something tragic happened, and then something that which is scary in and of itself. A group that may or may not be responsible, but is a known terror organization, has claimed responsibility, which only adds to that fear. Um, and now there's a lot of serious conversations, and unfortunately, at times, as we see on online and in politics, and a lot of the time, when these things happen there there's not much of a civil like civil discourse where we're just yelling at each other coming from our places of stubbornness and fear and all that so please be in prayer for for toronto for that specific neighborhood uh on danforth from low like the whole of danforth but also specifically the area of logan to chester station um and the please keep the families of the victims in prayer and the, the lawmakers and the politicians who are going to have to have some very serious conversations. May that hopefully the decisions will be the right ones and come from good motives and not just fear reaction because that, that doesn't always work out. Um, but now on to some lighter stuff. Since uh, I did the podcast with Jen last week where we talked about our, uh, our anxieties um, and our struggles with that, I was like, it's been a while since we've done a pop culture focused podcast where it's interesting on the website, it's almost been like my posts on the website have been almost pure pop culture, uh, pop culture referenced recently. Um, maybe subconsciously because all my episodes on the podcast have been about like politics and theology and anxiety and like great stuff, but heavier issues. But I'm like, I kind of miss talking about movies a little bit. So that's what today is, and today, uh, Mike, the wonderful and awesome, and I are talking about two movies that we both love. Two of the best popcorn movies of all time, in my estimation. Where you and I, like you and I, have talked about this in the past. Where it's like when we had cable TV, when I lived with my mom, or when you were. When you were at home or at your apartment and you were channel surfing, if either of these movies came on, you're, you're, dr- <laughs> you're like, "It's done. The search is over." The search is over, and like you're set for the next uh, next couple hours. And we were talking about the amazing and wonderful films, Independence Day and Armageddon. Armageddon. <laughs> yeah. All right, Mike, hit us up, man. Oh, where do I begin? Independence Day. <laughs> yeah, let's start with Independence Day. Independence Day of 1996. 
which oddly enough did not come out on Independence Day, nineteen eighty. Well, they gave it some time. It, it was like July second or something. I thought, yeah, it came out that weekend, which though. is the day that starts the movie. Yes. So it works. Yeah, it works. Um, movie's awesome. What a movie! <laughs> I just bought it again. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just had I had to buy the four K version of it because uh, I heard it was fantastic. Yeah, I, I was I was at my um, I was in my old room at my parents' house. Uh, a couple days ago when I was looking through some drawers for something and uh, I came across my VHS drawer and there was another copy of Independence Day and I'm like this must be like my fifth or sixth copy <laughs> I just keep buying it um, yeah, I don't even know where to begin it's it's just it's such a good movie I remember I saw it back in 96 with um, it was with my friend and his dad and uh I remember it scared me. <laughs> like, it scared me because I believe in aliens. Mm. And I thought, well, this could happen. If right. aliens are real, this could happen. So, th- through the summer, I was just, um, I don't know. I, was ner- I wasn't, I don't want to say nervous. I don't know. I just had it on my mind that this could happen. And I would not wear shorts. Because what if the aliens come and they blow up a building and there's those fire waves? <laughs> if I'm wearing pants, my legs won't get burned. Of course, the pants will light on fire, but I didn't think of that. Um, I remember my mom just like urging me or nagging at me. <laughs> Why don't you wear shorts? Wear shorts. What, what, are, you, what are you looking at me for? No, I was scratching my leg. Oh, I you made perfect eye contact. <laughs> it was really uncomfortable. <laughs> Sorry, sorry. Did not um, mean to distract you. Yeah, so my mom was nagging me, like, why don't you put on shorts? Like, because of the aliens. I didn't tell her. I never told her the reason. But because of the aliens. <laughs> it was so stupid. Oh. It was a stupid nine-year-old kid. Um, I was like that with uh, the hallway in my my mom's townhouse. Yeah. Uh, right after we saw Jurassic Park like the next week oh, yeah. they switched all the door handles from like knobs to the, to the, the to, raptor kind to the raptor kind <laughs> so just call them the raptor kind <laughs> to a flat handle that a raptor could open yeah uh, and I just kept on thinking of the movie so anytime I went in the hall especially if I was by myself mm-hmm. if I was down at my aunt's house or like going from my aunt's house to my mom's house mm-hmm. I would just book it up the hallway and they'd yeah. hear me and they'd be like why are you running it's like oh I just want to get here and I'm not going to I'm not going to tell them because like, the raptors are coming because the raptors are coming it could it could happen it could happen like no like the really plausible one was Twister after I saw Twister I'm like tornadoes are a real thing the the most plausible thing I've seen in movies so far that could happen to me mm. tornadoes there was a tornado in Barry uh, like a year before I was born so like it could happen so I stayed in the basement for the summer because <laughs> tornadoes aren't going to get me in the basement oh hey dog Were, uh, did volcano spook you? Like a volcano I never saw a volcano until much later I enjoy that movie so much it's a fun popcorn movie That's an, yeah, the 90s were great for popcorn they movies they were but they were like really good popcorn movies they were I it mean was... like like factual science be damned <laughs> for yeah. these movies oh yeah but like I remember people being like Dante's Peak is so much better than than Volcano that and, was one of those and then two movies in a summer Deep wars. Impact is so much better than Armageddon when Shut I sat, when I sat down and watched both that. of those I'm like 
Okay, if by better you mean more scientifically accurate, sure, but this isn't fun. Like, this isn't as fun, although it, it gave us Morgan Freeman as the president, so that's... Yeah, that I'll, was, I'll give it that. And then he got promoted to God. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what a promotion. Yeah, back Independence to, Day. Back to Independence, Independence Day. Day. What a movie. Um, yeah, like, I don't know what to say about it, because it's just... People get on it, oh, well, it's cheesy. It's, it's, it's about aliens coming to Earth and a guy using a macbook or it was, a, it was a power book it was a power in book 1996 power book to plant a oh, spoiler alert plant a virus in a mothership oh well, how does he get on the same network as the, 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 the shut up it's <laughs> it's awesome all right yeah you've got you've got catchphrases like welcome to earth he doesn't say earth i've listened to it i listened to it in clear dolby atmos audio <laughs> and there's a th, there's a th. He doesn't say earth. Yeah. There's other things he might say with an f on the end, where there should be a th, but I can't think of any examples. <laughs> but no, it's just it's just you sit back and you enjoy the movie. You you go for the ride. Yeah. For two hours, two and a half hours. I remember that was a long movie. I remember when I saw it, like how long was that? Two and a half hours. It's a long time. And then I remember that, uh, this is weird memory sidetrack i said we came out of warden woods theater that's where we saw it oh, warden woods man. i love that theater. yeah now it's a bunch of condos and townhouses yeah um warden woods and i said how long is that movie and um i said it's two hours i said it's i didn't say two and a half hours i said it weird and my friend's dad corrected me like it was the most like obscene thing he had heard like why would you say it like that it's two and a half hours Anyway, <laughs> it's it's pronounced two and a half. <laughs> just because you mentioned, uh, just because you mentioned Warden Woods, yeah, um, it got my mind going. Uh, so anybody listening who knows uh, Toronto, especially like the East End, like border of East York and Scarborough, uh, in the nineties, you had two major theater options. Yes, there was Warden Woods at the corner of Warden and St. Clair. Yep. It was just slightly up. It was a mall that had a famous players in it. <laughs> Down Victoria. It was a Cineplex Audio. It was? Yep. Oh, right. The, sorry. It was a Cineplex. It was a Cineplex. And then down the street, down Victoria Park at Lawrence, which is now a gym, yep. it was Victoria Terrace Theater. That was famous players. That was a famous players. And if you guys don't remember, famous players used to be a theater company. Yeah. Those are still famous players. There are. Yeah, well, they they got bought out by Cineplex. By Cineplex, yeah, yeah Cineplex. but they're still famous players. It's, it's Cineplex, but they call it famous players. I didn't know in, that. Um, at Pickering, at um, oh wow, what is it? Liverpool and Highway Two. Nice. Is it Liverpool? On a side note, it it'll, it'd be a far it'd be a far drive for you, and it's at times a far drive for us. But mm. there is a great theater, an amazing theater. Yeah. Off of a uh, Ford Drive in Oakville. Yeah. And it's got like 21 screens or something. Jill and I on Boxing Day or mm -hmm. something, mm -hmm. we went and we saw a double feature. Neat. And it, like the theater itself was my favorite theater. Huge screens, but then also a number of the theaters had like the classic red. Like I mean that, the classic red. Like that old red motif where if, if oh, we okay. saw... The, like theaters and movies and stuff, especially if they were like trying to look old theaters, uh -huh. it was like that that certain shade of red. Where it's yeah. like I got in, I was like I enjoyed Pitch Perfect three, and we also saw 
Shape of Water, which was yeah. interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I've rented it. I don't know. I wasn't going to see it, and then it was a 99 cent rental, so I'm like, all right. But. It was like incredibly well-directed. Yeah. Um, the visuals were stunning. But then other stuff happened, which I did yeah, not know. Yeah, there's other stuff. Other stuff is... was coming, which I, I did not know was coming, and I well, yeah. was not necessarily mature enough to handle it. I was, yeah, I was looking not... away, but giggling the whole time. Like, yeah. are you serious? Uh-huh. Um, so... It, yeah, anyways. You know what I miss about old theaters? is the curtains that covered the oh, screen. Oh, man, yeah. You used to go in and the curtains would draw back when it was time for the movie. Yeah. Now it's just, you see the screen and they got the commercials on when you Although, get in there. Although, one thing I've appreciated in lar- some of the larger theaters, though, is now when you get the screen where it's like, it's, it goes from like f- full screen almost yep. to it changes to wide It changes screen. to scope, yeah. It changes to scope for the movie and you're like, that's nice. That's a good thing. Yeah, um, that's, that's kind of fun, but it's not. It's, it's no curtain. Yeah, no, <laughs> <laughs> no curtain. It's no curtain. Um, and then, yeah. So now both those theaters are gone. Um, as Mike said, Warden yeah. Warden Woods is now condos. Uh, the mall wasn't doing too well. No, that was an outlet mall. It became yeah. an outlet mall. Um, and then Vic Terrace is now a, a. It's a good life. Yeah, it's a good life. So now there's uh, a giant cineplex at Warden and Eglinton. And dear listener, we apologize. Uh, Luna is now up and about trying to get attention. Yeah, um, and pretzels. And pretzels. Delicious rolled gold pretzels. <laughs> um, yeah, so, man, that was a fun memory trip. I think the last yeah. movie I saw, like, I, I saw Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, oh, yeah. the movie at Warden Woods. And I think the last movie I saw at Warden Woods was the Pokemon movie. Because it closed oh, you mean the in Towers? No, no. Oh, Warden you Woods. said Warden Woods twice, so I was yeah. confused. And no, I remember seeing Titanic at Vic Terrace and yeah. Jurassic Park and The Lost World at Vic Terrace. I saw Jurassic Park and The Lost World at Warden Woods. Oh, nice. Yeah. I remember it was... Nowadays, you, all the movies are at one theater. Back yeah. in that, those days... You, you had uh, so many is, No, no, no. It was... Oh. Well, that too, but... is. Is, is it a Warden Woods movie or is it a Victoria Terrace movie? Right. It either played one or the other. It didn't play it both, which was interesting. Out here, that's a, that's a bit of a case, but that's also because we've got... <laughs> we've got immediately in downtown Hamilton, there's Jackson Square, yeah, which is a landmark. Mm-hmm. So it... Oh, landmark cinema. Yeah. yeah. It plays a, a lot of movies, but most of the time it's like... It plays the ones where... It's going to be the major movies. Mm. So then if... Like, for example, Tag. Tag got released and it wasn't playing at Jackson's. No. But at that time also, I think there was... Like, Avengers was still out. And Deadpool 2 was still out. And Solo was coming out. So it's like, no, the screens are going to be for the major one. If you wanted to see something like a Tag or something smaller, you'd have to go to one of the... Either Ancaster or the Hamilton Mountain... Mm-hmm. Uh, cineplexes because they had more screens so then they they play the smaller ones whereas Jackson's yep. being a smaller theater I think it only has three or four screens so yeah yeah plus Disney plays hardball yeah they were, boy they're they're rough on theaters now. yeah makes me kind of not like them yeah but let's not get into that. No, nope. you you can look that up, listeners. I almost said viewers. <laughs> <laughs> if uh, if we ever get enough. 
No, no. That, if if we get enough of that sponsor money, then we, can... we got some of that delicious rolled gold and and, and, and thirst quenching Dasani money. <laughs> then uh, then maybe we can upgrade to doing a video podcast. Podcast, well. yeah. Um, sorry, we keep getting sidetracked. We're so. not even talking about Independence Day, but that's all right. In yeah, so like Independence Day, I just blogged about it recently, just mm-hmm. because uh, I have a tradition. Every year yeah. of on Canada Day, I watch Independence Day. Mm-hmm. Um, just because there's no Canada Day movies. It's Canada Day. <laughs> you get like Jean Chrétien getting up there. This is our Canada Day. <laughs> Doing the speech. I would watch that in a second though. Um, and then, uh, and then three days later, I celebrate uh, Traitor to the Crown Day, Independence Day. Traitor to the Crown Day. <laughs> Celebrate, yeah, Independence Day by watching Independence Day. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, like, I could do it by watching Independence Day Resurgence, which I don't mind. It's just, no, it's not as good. No, it's not nearly as good. Yeah. I had a good time the first time I saw it. Watched the second time, like, you know what? This movie's not very good. No. It's, yeah. I, you had 20 years to work on it. So, what do you think happened with that? Just because we, in short, we can be like Independence Day, the first one. It was so good, it couldn't it was, be matched. It was so good, it couldn't be matched. Like, um, it is a check your brain at the door, enjoy the thrill ride of catchphrases, Goldblum. Goldblum in, in his Ragnarok, prime. Up Ragnarok, I would say Goldblum at the height of his powers, but yeah. Ragnarok kind of swayed me on Goldblum where I'm like, holy cow, no, he's... He was gold. He was modern Goldblum, though. And modern Goldblum is interesting. <laughs> he's a very interesting, and he's a very well dressed man. Yes, yes, he is. Um, but then, yeah, like Independence Day is is perfect. It is the perfect popcorn. It's movie. so good. Like it's got emotion. It's got action. It's got that speech. It's got the the greatest presidential speech ever. Yeah, where people are like, it's so cheesy. Where yes, that's its charm. It's so wonderfully cheesy. 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 Who says cheesy? They're wrong. They're they're wrong about their life. <laughs> that that speech is so good. I love being a Canadian. I, I I have my issues with Americanism, but when I hear Bill Pullman do that speech, yeah, I stand up and cheer, and I I am from America. <laughs> the music swells perfectly and all that. It's, everything is perfect. He almost in resurgence. He started to do another speech, yeah. but it was cut off at like fifteen seconds. Like, come on, yeah, you're getting on a roll there. Yeah, Bill friggin' Pullman. Yeah, it's that was the that movie holds the record, which will probably never be broken because everything's digital now. Holds a record for most. I don't know exactly what it is, but it's like most. Um, um, models used for visual effects nice. in a movie. Well, I can believe I can believe that just because the uh, especially the All destruction the of the the cities. Yeah, it's like some of that. Like unless you had the budget of a Jurassic Park mm-hmm. or Jurassic Park's budget was not very high or a T two, but what I'm getting at is the special mm-hmm. effects in the '90s outside of a handful of movies weren't that good. No, they so, they saw digital come along and like, hey, let's do it that way. But they they didn't. Uh, what's the the Jurassic Park thing? They they didn't stop whether to think about whether or not they should. You yeah, know? they were so preoccupied, so preoccupied with, with whether or not they could that they, they didn't, didn't stop, stop to, to think if yeah. they should. 
That's such a good line. Um, man, yeah. But the like Independence Day visually affects it holds up, but then you can definitely yeah. see some of the models and I'd say the city destruction and all that. There's certain yeah. points where you're like, that's that's not CG, and you definitely yeah. didn't blow up a city to film this. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're not doing a Mission Impossible thing where it's like, let's have five helicopters flipping around each other and all that. Yeah. Um, I'm ready for Mission Impossible uh, 7, 6? Six, 6, yeah. You know what? I've never been a Mission Impossible guy. I did not like the first two at all. Mm. Three, I, I thought was really good. Four, that was the first one I saw. I thought, this is an alright movie. Five, uh, it was all right, and uh, I'm ready for six. See, like I'm not that I'm not that big on Tom Cruise. No, me neither. Just because so many, so much of the time, it's like when you see him, it's, he's not playing a character; he's playing Tom Cruise. Oh yeah, he's or just Tom. He's yeah. Tom Cruise play. Uh, it's like Tom, I'm Tom Cruise. He's Tom Cruise as, as Tom Cruise. Tom as Cruise Ethan as Hunt. Tom Cruise as yeah. Yeah. But to give full credit, like this, the the marketing for the new Mission Impossible has been fantastic. Yeah. The trailers have been like, I want to see it, and part of it might be Henry Cavill and his majestic mustache. Yeah. Oh, it's all about the mustache. Um, and then when in the especially there's one shot in the trailer where it's just because he's going through some dark lighting, but it's mm-hmm. like when he's cocking his fists, it's almost like it activates his beard <laughs> just because he's walking into this dark spot. So it's five yeah. o'clock shadow or something like. <laughs> So much deeper. Yeah. You're like, oh my gosh. And then just... as, as you're seeing that, you're like, why didn't they let Superman keep that mustache in Justice League? That would have looked amazing. Because, right. yeah, Justice League is not good. Yeah, it was not a good movie. Like, sorry, side rant coming and then we'll try to get back. But, like, how do you take your biggest heroes and you rush it in a movie where when you've got... Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, um, Flash, Flash, Aquaman. Sorry, Cyborg. I'm not your biggest fan. Although the kid playing him did well, like he did a lot better than I expected. I'm no. not a Cyborg guy, no, man. but he he made me enjoy him. Uh-huh. But then, how how you take those guys? Also, how do you ignore friggin' Martian Manhunter? Yeah, because anytime the conversation comes up, who's gonna win, Justice League or Avengers? I'm like, look. Superman trumps most of these guys, but if you throw a Martian Manhunter, it's not a question. I digress even further. Um, but how do you take those characters and release a movie that, at best, is okay? Just yeah. okay. And how is it an hour and a half long? Yeah. Come on. Anyways. Uh, yeah, yeah Cavill, that was, that was Cavill's like... mustache in that movie looks majestic. Oh, yeah. Um, but... It's a great mustache. One of the... One of the all-time greatest cinema mustaches. Oh, yeah. And I, I actually love uh, the sense of humor he has about the whole thing. Screen Junkies just did an yeah, interview with him where uh, about it, Mission Impossible 6. Yeah. And throughout the whole thing, they're interviewing other people. And whenever they cut back to Cavill, he's got a different mustache. A different mustache, yeah. And he's trying so hard to just not, not break. Mm. And he does it for the most part. But at one part point, you can just see he's like... <laughs> yeah. Just like... Uh, that he just seems like such a good guy. Yes, he does. Yeah, I, yeah. I, to give him credit and Justice League limited credit, I think they finally nailed Superman in that one. So yeah. now yeah, I'm like, we're getting there, I'm yeah. looking forward to an optimistic Henry Cavill Superman movie because his performance is hardly the problem with Batman, with Man of Steel or Batman Superman. Yeah. His performance is solid, 
but I'm like, I'm looking forward to more of an optimistic, traditional Superman, Superman, and he, dude could definitely do it. So I hope we get that soon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so to jump back, <laughs> jump back. We're jumping all over the place. We're jumping all over the place. Um, to get back to Independence Day, yeah, movie's great. Where do you think the sequel went wrong? Like, how how could it have been better? Could they just not capture the magic twice? Um, I felt like there were no stakes. Like, in the original, it seemed very, like, um, destruction and uh, defeat was imminent. There was, right. there was a threat. In the second one, it just felt like, I don't know. They they needed to up it a bit, and yeah, they had a bigger ship. Like they're just they didn't set it up, and it didn't help that the world was so technologically advanced. I mean, that was interesting. Yeah. But if they're already so advanced and they're using the alien tech already, that's even less of a threat. Um. And just I didn't care about the characters in the original. Um, he cared about Goldblum and and his dad, who somehow was not dead in the second one. Yeah, like he would have been. How old was he in the original? He would have been like, let's say he was in his sixties. Yeah, to make any sense. And then he had not aged. <laughs> he had actually gotten younger for the sequel. Um. Uh, yeah, yeah. He cared about the characters in the original one. There was that. There was the whole subplot with uh, Goldblum or David and his um, his ex-wife, and how they still loved each other, but they didn't think it would work. There was, you know, there was emotion there. Where in the sequel, there was nothing. There yeah. was. It was just. A to B to C. There was nothing in. There was. Uh, there was there was no heart there was no um there were there was no um there were no stakes there was no heart there was just it was empty it was a very empty sequel yeah i think like at times doing sequels to well heck at times doing sequels to anything is challenging just because nine times out of ten the sequel doesn't even remotely live up to the first yeah, um, which makes me feel great about Steam Three. <laughs> Steam Three, Steam. Out of what I've read, Steam Three will definitely live up and improve. Yeah. Um, but like, to popcorn movies, I think it's almost more difficult. I know. Yeah, we, it's difficult. Yeah. I know we disagree about these movies, but in my opinion, like Fast and the Furious has only gotten better. Yeah. Uh, five through eight are my favorites just because they're like, all right, we know what we are now. We know yeah. we're two-dimensional characters. We know there's no, like, the racing thing isn't really appealing to anyone, so let's just embrace the ridiculousness. Yeah. Like, let's, we've played Just Cause 2 and probably 3 now. How can we get this on the big screen? Oh, I know, it'll work great with these guys. But yeah. it works. Like, those are movies you go in, you check your brain at the door, yeah. and somehow they have more respect for their own continuity than serious movies do. Mm. But th- those, in my opinion, have only improved because they're they're fun. Yes, they're they're light. They're debatably brainless, but yeah. it, it's a lot of a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. They've improved, but this what even though Independence Day is like a great popcorn movie and it does have the emotional stuff and all that, it's mm-hmm. not like a heavy, like deep movie. 
it, it oh. is a, it's a very fun surface movie. Yeah. But then when we got to res, what was it? Resurrection. Uh, resurgence. Resurgence. Yeah. I I definitely agree. First time I saw it in theaters, uh, I was like, you know what? That wasn't so bad. And I saw people reacting more. I'm like, well, what are you expecting? I had fun. I remember that. Yeah. I saw That was the first and only movie I've seen in D-Box. Ah. So I was, uh, I remember sitting there and as soon as the movie started, it's in space. The chair became zero G. So I was just floating around. (laughs) This is awesome. (laughs) Yeah. And um, I, I definitely agree. Like there was... It didn't have even that fluffy popcorn heart to it. There was stuff that didn't make sense, like his dad looking younger and Data living. Because yeah. in, in the movie, he was clearly dead. Like in Independence Day, they checked his pulse, and then yeah, he, he was, was, I was he was dead. He was and dead. In this movie, it's like he's suddenly back. Um, and then they brought in this whole like um, romance plot with him and the other guy. Yeah. Where, it was just like, what? Where yeah, did that no, come from? Where I've talked to people and they're like, that bothered you, didn't I? I was like, eh, I wasn't a big fan, but it was mostly just, because it was out of it nowhere. It was out of nowhere. There was, like, if, if in a movie, if you previously hinted at something, then I could be like, okay, this makes sense. Okay, follow up, but yeah. it's a character that was dead, and <laughs> now... <laughs> He's alive and maybe gay. Exactly, where it's like, oh, okay. All right, well... But it's a logical no. stretch. It's it's just out of nowhere. It's That's out my of nowhere. problem. It's like let's just and put it's it unnecessary. It it's doesn't, like, it doesn't it's, have anything to do with anything. It's it's let's just put it in for the sake of putting it in. Where mm. I'm even in popcorn movies and stuff, I'm very much like, look, if you're gonna put something in, like be intentional. Don't just do it surface. Do it well. Yeah. Um, yeah. That like some people didn't like the advancement in technology. I just didn't see how they'd have any other way to do it. Where it's like, yeah, I guess so. It makes, well, I never thought of it. I guess. Yeah. Some people were like, it really bothered me because real world isn't like this anymore. It's like, well, to be fair, real world, a 1996 virus wouldn't shut down alien ships. Hey, you I, don't know that. That's fair. You don't I know don't that. know that. But that, and that's not even an insult to the first movie. The movie's amazing. But mm-hmm. the logic behind having advanced technology makes sense. But on the flip side, it did dampen the threat. It's like, okay, now we can fight them pretty evenly. Yeah. And then there's this even bigger mothership. And then it's an alien queen. And it's like, okay, now we're just riffing off of... Oh, yeah, there was that giant, yeah. We're riffing off of aliens. It's just aliens, yeah. We're riffing off of everything else. Like, it's not... It's... what, What happened? I'd love to know what happened in between or if they could have made a better sequel, if it would have been better if it came out a lot closer to the time mm-hmm. if the Amrix hadn't done stuff like the day after tomorrow or yeah. whatever other terrible disaster movie in between like yeah. if they had been like you know what like, we're gonna do Independence Day 2 Electric Boogaloo yeah. if they did that right off the bat if it would have been better um, I've seen some people be like if Will Smith was in it it would have saved the day where I'm like if you put Will Smith in that movie Yes, he would have been fun. He would have been charismatic. He would have been Big Will, and that would have been great, yeah. but that wouldn't have elevated the material. Well, possibly it was a different movie with Will Smith. Yeah. if I imagine if they had him, it, it, it hopefully would have been a different movie. Mm-hmm. So, um, What was I going to say now? Uh, I don't know. I'm just wasting airtime now. <laughs> well, we've talked about and around Independence Day for a while. Let's switch gears to the other... 
Amazing movie from um, 1997. Eight. 1998. Yeah. Uh, the classic and easily, in my opinion, best work of Mr. Michael Bay. Oh yeah, and he he's he's mocked huh. it since he's like I didn't have enough time. It would have been a better final product. I'm like your final product it's, was it's fine, man. Your final Just... product was so much better than anything you've done since. Yeah, and in my opinion, before. <laughs> yeah, uh, except for there was the Benghazi movie he did, which was just. Such a restrained Michael Bay. Oh yeah, that was weird. I, when I heard that it was Michael Bay, I'm like what? Yeah, uh, we was that twelve hours or 12, 20, 12, 12 strong? No, that's a different movie. Yeah, Jill and I watched it, and I was like, "This is a pretty good movie." Which means for a Michael Bay movie, it's, it's a great movie. <laughs> it's great. Um, there was only a hand, like only like two shots of the American flag, but it actually made sense because they were at an embassy. Um, or I can't remember something like that. So that the flag being there made sense. It's not like they put the flag in on an it's asteroid. It's not like Spider-Man Three or Spider-Man Three. But in in Armageddon's case, if you pause it at the right time, you will see that they planted an American flag on the asteroid. Because well, why not? <laughs> so yes, the movie we're talking about yes. is Armageddon. Back to Armageddon. Let's talk. I remember the first time I saw Armageddon. Oh, I remember before that, my sister had seen it because she was a teenager at the time. And um, that's about it, really. <laughs> I, so <laughs> I knew of it. Story. I knew, I know it. So I knew of it, and then I was, I saw it on TV the first time. It was like a Saturday morning, and I saw, I just turned it on, and like, and I was enthralled. Yeah. I thought this is such a good movie. Yeah. Steve Buscemi was hilarious. Ah. And then there was, there was tear jerkers at the end, tear jerking scenes. And, All right. Harry, the, the the oh, that's the scene. No, Harry, wait a uh, minute. <laughs> you can't do this to me, <laughs> Harry. Affleck at the height of his nineties. Just crying before before things went south for him in the nineties. Uh, Late nineties. Poor Affleck. Yeah, I know. Love that man. I like Affleck. Yeah, I enjoy it. I, I, I like I think people. Just have a prejudice against him. That's yeah. what it is. Well, he he made so many bad choices. Just yeah. At yeah. the time, I think he didn't have anybody kind of like advising him at all. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, yeah, no, keep doing movies. Like, just so you end up in Reindeer Games. You end up in Michael Bay's Pearl Harbor. <laughs> yeah. You that was up, a bad movie, except for the attack on Pearl Harbor. Right. Which is weirdly messed I can't remember who it was listening to said it he's like Pearl Harbor's a weird movie because it's shot so well like the bombing sequence you're almost yeah. like yeah which you go shouldn't bombs. be <laughs> go Japan <laughs> you shouldn't be so he's like in retrospect you should have shot that differently because you're like this is awesome you're oh, cheering wait, for the bad no. guys <laughs> the bad guys um, yeah and then of course like just so many bad movies Geely and all that like and it's interesting now because we're at a point where if anybody makes a bad personal decision, it's impacting their perception as an actor and all that. And that's a different topic for for a different time. But I've always been an Affleck fan. Like, mm-hmm. even for almost every bad movie he was in, you could find a good performance. Like, not an amazing one, but a good one. <laughs> at least a good one, yeah. But I think he's definitely improved substantially in front of the camera since he's done work behind the camera now. Yeah. And he's also a lot more picky with his roles. Mm-hmm. Oh, he is, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, but he, like, I enjoyed his performance, and at points cheesy as it was in Armageddon, like his crying scene cracks me up, Ugh. but the right way every time. Yeah. Um, and let me just say this for the record: he's a good Batman. Yeah. He's a good Batman. He just doesn't have the best material to work with. It's even though the guys that write it have the best material to work with. Yeah, it's he. His performance is good. The writing for his Batman is not. How they've messed it up twice now. Yeah. Where and that, then they blame it on 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 Affleck. It's not him. Well, and this is going to lead me into a tangent I've had before. It's something that I'm noticing now where the fans. Have gotten really bad in a way. Fans are terrible. Where Star Wars fans are the worst. Like Kelly Marie Tran got yeah. bullied off of social media. Yeah. Where it's like your character sucks, and then they're going in all this like ep- like racist stuff, going out of yeah. weight, her looks, and all that. Yeah. Where it's like, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> if You're you gonna got, yell if at you anyone. Got, if you got any Johnson. beef, like you should take it up with Ryan Johnson. You should take yeah. it up with the writers, but also please do it constructively so they'll actually hear you. Yeah. And also, don't be a jerk. Yeah. You know, treat each other, how, treat someone how you want to be treated. Yes. Indeed. Um, Indeed. And then, yeah. People do that, and it sucks. Where it's like, they did it to George Lucas. But we're, we're going to get to this. That later. was his own fault. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get to this later. Yes. Um, yeah, like... I, I feel bad for Affleck in a way where I'm like, you're you're doing the best you can with the, the bad material given. Hopefully yeah. the solo Batman movie, if you stick around if for it, if, will yeah. be will be much better. Um Is there anything in Armageddon you didn't like? Um The asteroid didn't win. Um <laughs> Uh what didn't I like in Armageddon? Armageddon? Um, it can be slow before they get into space, I guess. Well, yeah, it takes like a good hour for them to get into space. Yeah. And yet, there's all these... Every ten minutes, there's something going on where there's got to be an intensity to it. Or a montage. Or a montage. With Aerosmith. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't have any real nitpicks with Armageddon that I can think of right now. Um... There's a strip club scene that's a bit unnecessary. Yep. Um, if I was going to cut anything, it'd be that. Yeah, it's kind of unnecessary. Um, but it's not gratuitous. It's very quick that you really see the strip clubbiness. Uh, it could have easily been a casino. Yeah. But there is a casino scene as well. Yeah. With um, Chick, the gambler. Yep. Uh, oh, yeah. And there's. I'm going off on a tangent or something that we can get to later, but. Speaking of heart again, that movie's got so much heart. It's got the whole the the romance with um, Affleck and Liv Tyler. It's got the ro- uh, the relationship between Willis and uh, Liv Tyler, or Harry and um, Grace. Gracie. Gracie. Yep. Um, it's got uh, Chick with his son who doesn't know he's his son. Um, and the mom is the original April. O'Neil. The original April O'Neil. Yeah. Um, and then there's the humor. That's the thing that got me about Armageddon the first time I saw it, is that it was so funny. Yeah. It's but it actually... wasn't like slapstick funny. It was just like, it was funny. Yeah. Um, with the the line that sold me on the movie, what are you doing with a gun in space? <laughs> <laughs> Which is supposed to be a serious line. 
but they had to know it was going to get some yeah. laughs. It's delivered so well. It is. There's so many lines that are delivered so well that they just stay underneath that cheesy barrier. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's it's a funny movie. It's and but and it's lightheartedly funny as well, not just um, clever lines like when um, Michael Clark Duncan. Well, he has a lot of funny things like. Um, may he rest in peace. May he rest in peace. Oh, I thought you were gonna pour some water <laughs> <laughs> on your laptop. <laughs> you know that's not good, right? Um, like he. Um, he does a little when he's having his examination. He has a little uh, dance on top of the table yeah. in his cheetah underwear, and he breaks down crying in yeah. the psychological examination. Oh, man. I'm just getting um, a little emotional right yeah, now. Can, can I get a hug from you or something? Yeah, yeah. Um, or like, there's the line when um, uh, Willis is looking for um, uh, Gracie, and he goes into um, I guess the control room and Owen Wilson's in there and he's just like playing around and uh, Willis says or, or I could call him Willis not his character's name Harry uh, Harry says you've seen Gracie and uh, Owen Wilson says yeah I saw her in the uh, hang whatever with hangar with with uh, with AJ oh did you say AJ I thought you meant bear <laughs> did you say I said, your daughter you I thought your you daughter meant, yeah I thought you meant Michael Clark Duncan you said bear <laughs> This massive human being. <laughs> or like, um, you're Han Solo and I'm Chewie. Chewie? Have you even seen, seen Star Wars? Wars? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that movie is so funny. And we're it, just talking about the first half of it, too. I know. We're doing it in the space. Well, and the other thing that surprises me at points, like, especially because it's a Michael Bay movie, which, listener, if you have included, I'm not a fan of that man. They're, they're not. Very, he he, he does not make movies. very good movies. It makes well, his down to earth movies. I haven't really seen many of them, but they're they're supposedly quite good. I mean, they're good. I, Bad Boys and I, The Rock and I watched Bad Con Boys Air. and The Rock within the past uh, year or so. Yeah, and neither of them very. Uh, they're it, not very good. I didn't find them very good. Like uh, maybe it's because they had hyped it up so much. Where I'm like, yeah. oh man, it's Martin Lawrence. I remember him. Yeah, and he like. His performance was fun, and Will Smith's was fun, but the movie on the whole, I was like, ah. Yeah. Well, like, there was Pain and Gain, too, that he did uh, between Transformer movies. Yeah. Uh, that was supposed to be really good, but I saw it, and I thought it was not a good movie. Mm. So I may have to retract my previous statement about his down-to-earth movies being good. Hey, the one only one I can vouch for is Benghazi. I, 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 the Benghazi movie. What is that movie called? 12 Hours and... It's not about 12 or yeah, hours. Yeah, 12. Yeah. It's not Black Hawk Down. No, it's a specific Black amount of time. That was Ridley Scott anyway. Yeah, and that was a great movie. I don't remember much of it. Um, Legolas gets shot out of the helicopter. Yeah, I know what it's about. I just yeah. don't remember anything about it. Um, uh, yeah, like, it, most of his movies, especially his Transformers movies, are like... I only ever saw the first one. I and saw was, three of them for some reason. <laughs> Why? I don't know. Dark of the Moon sounded interesting as a concept they only got worse and then someone's like are you going to see the force one I was like no I've, I've been a glutton for punishment enough mm. um, but yeah there's something about Armageddon where with Michael Bay's movies it's like not that the actors do a bad job but you don't get necessarily like great acting 
Armageddon, I'd say, is a is a contrary to it, yeah. like a counter to it. There's some great moments of like really subtle but great acting, especially from Steve Buscemi. Oh yeah, um, his timing is great. Like right when after spoiler after one of the shuttles went down, like when you see him upset, being like, "Yeah, what are you friggin' cyborg? What yeah. does that mean?" And then also as he's piecing everything together, he and he's the one who solves like where they've landed. Yeah, and then it's just like because I'm because a genius. That line is just flirting with being bad. Exactly, but he delivers it so well, and then he. Like, there's points where I'm like, you're stealing the show with this, and it's flirting that line, but it's, yeah. he he's so good in that movie. Yeah. Where I'm like, why doesn't Buscemi get more work? Because whenever you see Buscemi outside, not that he's not funny, but whenever yeah. you see him outside of comedies, you're like, you're good. Like, you're a yeah. good actor. He's a good actor, yeah. Sure. And then in comedies, when it's the right comedies, he's hilarious. He's good in the um, Adam Sandler movies. Mm. When he's... Uh, in uh, Billy Madison, he was really funny. Bit, bit part. Um, yeah. Buscemi's good. I like Buscemi. Yeah. Even as a, as, a, as a human being, he's a good human being. After 9-11, he rejoined his firefighter unit. And yeah. Did things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but one of, the, one of the reasons I, th- I thought, though I think I'm incorrect about it, I thought Armageddon was uh, good because J.J. Abrams wrote it. But supposedly... He only did a little bit. Like he only like polished it, or he's a script doctor or something. So, but maybe that's what fixed it. He fixed it. I don't know. Yeah. Because he can write a good movie. Oh yeah, dudes. Um, he wrote uh, well and directed Mission Impossible Three, the best Mission Impossible. Hmm. So. And Philip Seymour Hoffman was so good in that movie too. Philip Seymour Impossible. Hoffman was someone who I kind of found almost later. Yeah. And then, I think it was like rock, not rock radio or something, but pirate, pirate radio. radio. That was a good movie. It was. Um, and he single like that's the movie where I was suddenly like, I've seen this dude a lot, but I'm now only. It just made me aware of how talented an actor he was. Yeah, he was. He was good. And then anytime I revisited a movie with him in it, mm-hmm. it was like you he noticed was really good. how good his yeah. performance. Oh was. yeah, he was really good. Yeah, shame what happened to him. Yeah. He would have been my if if uh, Nolan was ever gonna do like do a Batman movie with the Penguin. Yeah, he would. To he me, it's been, like yeah. that's your Penguin. If for your non for your Chris Nolan non comic non bat comic book Batman yeah movie like Philip Seymour Hoffman's your Penguin. There's well, no other person. I've I've felt for a long time that the perfect Nolan uh, realistic down to earth Penguin was the Penguin we got in Batman Returns. Only take a bit of the uh, flipper hands and no, even that 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 would work because that was a very realistic penguin. If you ask me, there are a few things that were like maybe a little t- too cartoonish, but overall, if you were going to have a real world penguin, Batman Returns that was a good way to do it. Hmm. Maybe the whole living in the sewer thing wasn't the best, but. Otherwise, like physically, and the, the depiction of him was was very good. So that's my spiel. <laughs> um, yeah, man, friggin' love Armageddon. Yeah, it's so much better than Deep Impact. Deep Impact feels very disjointed. It does. It's because because there, there's there's stories in different parts of the the world, right, or different parts of the states. Yeah, with Deep Impact. Um, 
and it just didn't have the emotional resonance that uh, Armageddon has. Yeah. The only thing it had better than Armageddon was Morgan Freeman as the president. Before he got his promotion. Yeah. Yes. Like, the rest of the time, like, no offense to Frodo Baggins, but it's not like he was winning his character or his character's story was winning me over the no. asteroid hitting... Like, it's pretty bad when you have to cheer for the asteroid, you know? Yeah. I mean, I said that about Armageddon, but I was just joking. But Yeah. <laughs> no, the thing I like about uh, Deep Impact, though, is that there were two... They, they, something actually hits the Earth. Right. Well, no, but then I realized later that it does happen in Armageddon as well. But well, not it, to the same... Uh, yeah. I think extent. it's like... Well, in Armageddon, they do destroy Paris. Yeah. So, all right. Well, they also is I can't remember where in Asia, but somewhere. Yeah, Hong Kong. Um, yeah, mini asteroid hit Hong Kong, and yeah. then they hit. Paris. Uh, they hit Paris. Paris and take gets it wiped out. out yeah. yeah. And yeah, Armageddon is for me. It's such a fun thrill ride where legit every ten minutes is either for the first half there's either something tense or a montage, yeah. but then in the second half, well, like once the shuttle takes off, it's like all right, we got to do something crazy intense. Whereas, yeah, like the whole, oh, the fueling station is about to blow up. <laughs> yeah, or like the whole thing when the when the shuttles are in the uh, asteroids, um, like tail, yeah, and they're getting hit and they know something's gonna go down. That's that's like a yeah, you're no. gripping the, the 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 chair or whatever you're sitting on. Yeah, like it's a nail biter. Yeah, well, and the music in that yeah, scene it's alone epic, is isn't fantastic. It? Yeah, yeah. Where I can't remember who did the score, but I'm like I. How have you not had more of a more pronounced prolific career? Yeah. Where it's like I'm that, curious now. I'm it, going to the internet. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> t- like that scene was crazy tense. The music was epic. It fit it perfectly. It wasn't overly dramatic, and there was great visuals of just like the debris going at, uh, from the tail and going into the moon. Yeah, and then as the switch from like the epic kind of haunting music to when something more action oriented as they're trying to fly through around the the debris yeah and then oh as soon as one of the debris rocks hit the great switch into something emotional yeah it was just like non-stop great transitions and it's all one piece like when you listen to the score it's all as one piece so it's not like all right we're piecing together separate things it's like no this was all one one track telling one story. This is true. It was wonderful. Great score. Really. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to find the the uh, composer. There it is. Trevor Rabin. Yeah. I, Rabin. I, hmm. I haven't heard much of his stuff since, at least that I know. Well, what has he done? He's done Deep Blue Sea. Oh, man. Uh, Enemy of the State. Uh, oh, now he's a writer. Oh. No, that's that's soundtrack. Sorry. He Ice Age <laughs> Collision Course. So nothing, nothing really big. No. The Tonight Show. He does a lot of animated movies. Oh. The Love Guru. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Hot Fuzz, Stop the Yard. So yeah, he's not doing a lot of uh, big movies. Hmm. GTA Four. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah, and then the. The on the asteroid stuff is great. There's some oh, yeah. great tense moments, some great funny moments, but also yeah. the the epic. What are you doing with a gun in space? What are you doing with a gun in space? Or like uh, when when Max dies. Yeah. Uh, Bye, Max. But yeah, 
Climax. Yeah. And then there's a lot of yelling in that movie. A lot of yelling. Especially from Affleck and Willis. <laughs> <laughs> if you're ever going to trust me, just watch it yeah. now. <laughs> the, the one thing I don't like about that movie, I've, I've discovered or I've figured it out, is the zero barrier thing. They act yeah. like it's like within millimeters. If you're like one millimeter from zero barrier, it's fine. It doesn't matter at that point. <laughs> yeah, no, no. It's like, wow, that's the absolute farthest. If you're even a fraction yeah, beyond it, that, yeah. it's donezo. But the, we, out of that, we do get push the button, Harry. Yeah. Push the button. And then, oh, the tense music and everything. Yeah. And then when he does press it and, it and it has like that angelic music and it flashes back and you see like Harry playing with young Gracie and yeah. it's very emotional. And then the random shot of Bruce Willis like shirtless with his arms crossed. <laughs> Is he shirtless? Black screen. Yes. I'm pretty He's sure. He's doing his Wakanda forever. <laughs> his Wakanda forever slash Wonder Woman pose slash yeah. Deadpool X-Force pose. Yeah. Like, yeah, that that part is is great, but also slightly odd. But then it ends yeah, so it ends so greatly, and and then there's the wedding during the credits. Yeah, which is a tearjerker because they're getting married. But also there's the photos of those yeah. they have lost, yeah. including Owen Wilson. Yeah, even though he was an insignificant character. Like, yeah. what did he even do? He rode a horse and he made some jokes, and then he died. Yep, he he made the Star Wars joke. And then it's like, he, he's like, there's all these changes going on with her body. Wow. With her, with her body. <laughs> wow. wow. It's like, you are like two minutes older than Grace's. Why would I listen to you? This is real hero stuff. <laughs> I, I love how he says body. She's going through all these changes with her body. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> dear listener, thank you for listening. Uh, if you get the chance, if you already haven't seen these movies... What's up? Just go watch them. They are great. Check your brain at the door entertainment. They are amazing popcorn movies. We've spoiled some things. We, we have spoiled some things, but... You that, can still enjoy them. That's not on us. That, these came out in 1996 and You've had 20 years to watch these movies. You've had 22 and 20 years to watch these movies. Um, and let us know what you thought. Uh, did you like them as much as we do? Did you enjoy them? What did you think of our side tangents? Let us know in the comments. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoy. Uh, if you are connected with the Sani and... Uh, World Gold. World Gold. Or, or anyone else. I'll eat um, chips. <laughs> I'll eat Doritos. We would, we would love that sponsorship money. Um, and if you do feel so inclined, we have a coffee site We and you like what we do, you can financially support us there and buy us a cup of coffee. Any, any amount helps. And of course, uh, please keep us in prayer and pray for Toronto and especially the, that neighborhood and the decisions that are going to come out based on that. Hope you had a wonderful day. Thank you for listening and God bless my friends. Take care.